Opinions expressed in this episode are personal. They do not necessarily reflect the views of this streaming platform. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Be Diverse. I am your host, Andrew Stout. This episode is dedicated to all my loved ones who supported me through this journey. I've had a lot of conversations lately about business owners and leaders having busy lives, trying to figure stuff out. And I came across something that was great interest to me a couple of weeks ago, and it was the topic of an online business owner. And it intrigued me as far as what this could possibly be. And I found this wonderful individual who actually does this for a living. So I thought, why not try to get her on and have a discussion about this? And we're going to combine this as well as far as leadership and how this can help leaders and business owners. My guest today for this topic is Ashley Connell. Now, Ashley is the CEO and founder of Prowess Project, is a one-part fearless entrepreneur, one part fearless woman's advocate landing her thought leadership pieces in Forbes, Austin Business Journal, and SSW. For the first 15 years of her career, she was an award-winning tech marketer in both Austin and London. Ashley's unstoppable drive to have both a career and time for family motivated her to start Prowess Project an integrated job training and community platform that exists to help caregiving women return to workforce as an online business manager. Now, I contacted this woman for the first time, and I've got to tell you people, this person was a dynamo to me. She was gung-ho, the nicest person, and I actually felt no word of a lie Like I knew this person for 20 years. She treated me with respect, care, compassion, and authenticity right from the get-go. And I thought, wow, like I said, what a dynamo. Let's get her on the show. So today we got her on. Welcome to the show, Ashley. I am so extremely honored to have you on today. Drew, yes, absolutely. I have been pumped about this conversation. Thank you for the glowing intro. It means a lot. Mm. I came from the heart, Ashley. I could have gone on for another hour as far as how awesome I think you are, but we don't want to bore the guests. So we'll do that another time. But yes, thank you so much for being so awesome and for coming on today and for just being your genuine self and authentic and friendly right from the get-go. I want to know how are things with you? What's new in Ashley's world? How's work? How's the home life? How's weather? How was summer? How was everything? Oh, man. So I'm in Austin, Texas. So it is almost the first day of fall or maybe even the first day of fall. And it's still 97 degrees Fahrenheit here. Oh, nice. So quite toasty. But yes, everything is going well. I have a bouncy almost two-year-old daughter who is just hilarious and sassy and (laughs) cute and cuddly all at the same time. And yeah, we're just, we're doing our thing, getting back into yoga, which I haven't done in a long time. So that's me. Nice, nice. And did you get away this summer? Actually, next week we are going to Colorado. So um, that is our trip. Nice. I was just talking to somebody from Colorado this uh, last week. They were a guest on my podcast and I said to them that it is a place that's on my bucket list. I just 
seen pictures and it looks just so beautiful there with the mountains and everything. So yes, it's one of the places, of course, we have so many places that we want to visit or have on our bucket list. And sometimes we just have to take the turn. But yes, that's one of the places that I would love to to go see one day for sure. Yes, I, I'll tell you all about it on our next conversation, huh? I would love that. I would love to hear all about it. Thanks for sharing that with me. I love the fact that you are getting back into your mom things and the things that are important to you. I know talking to a lot of moms, that is something that a lot of moms strive to do is to, once they've had a child, to make sure that, as you said, your child is cute and cuddly, but you do have to make sure that you have mom time. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you got right back into having your mom time and doing the things that are important uh, to you. And I think that's great. I think it's awesome that you did that. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. I'm glad to hear that things are going super well for you. Uh, I'm pumped for this conversation. But we discussed before we started, I always have a fun question to ask my guests before to get things going. It's a thought-provoking question. Are you ready for yours? Yes. Okay. We're ready. This one I asked to a guest a couple of weeks ago, and I really liked it so much. And I thought you were the perfect person to ask this. So I'm going to ask it again. Then uh, I'm sure I'm going to get a different answer. I'm going to say to you, choose one, a pie in the face, ice cream down your back, or chocolate sauce in your shoe. Which would you prefer? Chocolate sauce in my shoe, hands down. (laughs) You didn't hesitate on that one. I love it. No, I'm lactose intolerant. And so that ice cream, no good. I stay far away from ice cream. Pie in the face, though it would make it easy to eat the pie, I'm not a pie girl. Never have been. So it was a quick chocolate sauce in the shoe decision. (laughs) That is pretty impressive, I got to say. That's pretty good. I enjoy your answer. And you're pretty firm on that, so that's awesome. I love it. Thanks for having fun with me. That's probably one of the funnest things I enjoy doing on the podcast. So thanks for having fun with me. I enjoy that. Why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit about you and your story. Absolutely. So you mentioned at the very beginning that you found me through my work on LinkedIn talking about an online business manager. So let me take quite a few steps back and tell you how I got into all of this. As you said in my bio, I was in B2B tech marketing for 15 years. And I looked up at all of the leadership and all of the companies that I was working with and all the leaders were men. I was like, Mm. and so I I looked around and I asked all of the females that were peers of mine, hey, you're going to go up for that next promotion or hey, you're going to ask for that raise or take on that extra project so that you're going to be set up to be in leadership. And they're all like, Ashley, I would love to, but I have kids. I can't possibly put, take on more and look up. There are no women or and definitely no women with children in leadership. Mm. And when they said that, I was it, it shook me to my core. Mm. And at the time, I didn't have children, but I knew I wanted to someday. So hopped on to Google, found the horrific Harvard Business Review statistic that in the US, 43% of educated, experienced women leave the workforce to raise their children because they don't have access to childcare and they can't do it both. When they're out for just three years, they lose a total of 37% of their compensation power 
forever. Mm. And then the kicker in all of this is 97% of them, so almost all, mm. would return to the workforce if they have access to flexible jobs. And that was just su- such a light bulb to me an mm. opportunity. And from there, we built mm. Prowess Project. So I love what you were doing. I love your story. I think it's great because I talked to a lot of people and one particular woman, she was working and she stopped working. She didn't have children, but she married into a family and the guy had children. And she took her time because the kids were younger. So she said, I'll stay home with the kids. And she stayed home for four years watching the kids. And now she's at this point where now she's looking. What she's finding it, there's a huge gap on her resume. Now she's trying to apply to places and she's having to explain the gap. And I don't feel that's fair to have to explain the gap. I feel if you decided to stay home with your child for a certain amount of time and raise them, or there's a lot of women that are homeschooling their children. If you choose to do that, but you shouldn't be punished because you decided to stay home with your child. They should still look at your resume and see the skills that you have or had in the past and go from there. Instead of saying, oh, I can't understand the gap here because it looks like you're off work. And you say, I was off work because I was looking after my child, but I still don't get it. When you're telling your story, it made me think of that. And it's amazing that you realized it because I'm sure there's a lot of women that are out there like that. Yes. And in the U.S., just during COVID, an additional four to five million were pushed out of the workforce. Mm. But to your point about the gap, there is another statistic that says if there is a female candidate who was out for three years for caregiving Mm -hmm. and a male candidate who was also out for three years, but Mm -hmm. was traveling, the male candidate is three times more likely to get the interview than the female candidate. Same gap. Yeah, that's interesting. That is so interesting to me. And I don't understand it, but... I don't even want to say it is what it is, but I right. don't get, I don't get right. it. I wish that it was better. And again, that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you today. And I know that there's going to be listeners out there that are going to hear it. And I'm hoping that if it helps one person to get by what they're trying to accomplish, I'm thrilled. So this is a big part of why I wanted to talk with you today. So what I'd like for you to do is explain to us the process of online business manager, or as you call it, an OBM? Yeah. So let me even take a step back from that and explain a little bit more of how we decided to focus on OBMs, because that will answer your question. So what Prowess Project is an online platform. So think like a eHarmony meets LinkedIn. Mm. So we have women who are pivoting in their careers or returning to the workforce. They join our platform. They go through upskilling. As they're going through the upskilling, we are gathering hundreds of data points on skills, expertise, communication style, work style, empathy, all of these different factors, and use all of that data to then match them up with their ideal clients. Typically, these are CEOs. So if you're looking at it from a broad standpoint, that can work for any role. Mm. But we decided to really niche down into just 
serving women who want to return to the workforce to be online business managers. And what an online business manager is that cross between they have the strategy of a COO and the execution of a VA with a dash of digital marketing. So Mm. really they are the right-hand person, the ops thinker for CEOs who are in small to medium-sized businesses. So whether that Mm. is a solopreneur or someone who is doing under about probably two to $3 million in revenue, they would hire an online business manager as their right hand. I love it. I love it. And what I love about that is that a lot of business managers or leaders, they have a lot of stuff that is on their plate. And from what you're telling me, a lot of the stuff that an online business manager does, it would take a lot of stuff off of their plate so that they can basically concentrate on doing the things that will run their businesses. For example, for myself, I am a huge believer in rapport building. I think that is one of the biggest things for me. And that's my main focus is building rapport with people. I think that's so important. And I think if they have time to do that, then it's going to be so much better for them to have conversations with people and grow. Exactly. It makes so much sense, right? Everyone will be happier, more effective, more productive, Mm -hmm. et cetera, Mm -hmm. if they stay in their zone of genius. Mm -hmm. And for all of you who aren't aware of what zone of genius is, it is where your innate talent meets your passion. Mm -hmm. So it's that thing that you're doing where you're so in the flow and you forget, you look up and it's nighttime and you lose track of time or you forget to eat lunch or whatever it is because you just love doing it so much. So if you can keep everyone in that, sky's the limit. Wonderful. I love it. I love it. So I know we talked about it a little bit, but what would you say are the key benefits of having an online business manager? The way that I look at this is I am the CEO and I am, I'm a quintessential CEO. We had an OBM who then turned to our COO as we continued to grow. And the one of the biggest benefits that I see in having her is I don't have to think about running the business at all. She runs the business completely and I grow the business. Mm -hmm. And so her job is to understand all of the systems, all of the processes, managing the team and truly make us as efficient as possible while growing our profit, Mm -hmm. where it is my job to spread the word about Prowess Project. That's why I'm on Mm -hmm. this podcast to um, get more sales, to do more marketing, all of that. Mm -hmm. So it just puts us in really good buckets. And most of the time, when you are a CEO, you started that business because you love either your craft, like you are an accounting firm owner, you love accounting. If you are a copywriter, she's a copywriting coach, and she loves doing copywriting, she doesn't like running her business. But now since she has an OBM, she doesn't have to think about that. And she just knows it's going to get done and get done well. So Ashley, what I'm impressed with is that there's a lot of leaders out there who are afraid to let go of certain things because they want to keep control or keep tabs on stuff. And I want to give you kudos for figuring out that as a leader, I need to do this because there's certain things that you don't know. And you don't know everything and you need to have somebody that knows how to do certain things. And also 
that person coming in to work with you is not coming in to take over what you're trying to do. They are teaming up with you to help you. So a lot of leaders and business owners have trouble doing that because Mm -hmm. they just don't want to let go. I'm going to use the word imposter syndrome here because they don't want to let go of what they've been doing because they're scared. Like, what if this person comes in and they think of ideas better than me or whatever? And they're just, they got all these thoughts when you just say, you know what? I like this person. We fit well together. We work well together. You take care of this. I'll take care of that. Let's grow this thing. Let's work together and let's grow it. Absolutely. And so a couple things there. First, Andrew, I love that you brought that up because I just wrote a blog post on this. So typically when I'm writing a blog post, I I go to chat GPT just to get me started. And then like I do some research, but this time I just went on LinkedIn and asked all of the leaders that I knew or some of the leaders that I knew, Hey, what are your best tips for delegating? So Mm -hmm. I put the link to the blog post in there. Mm -hmm. If you could share that with your group in the notes, that would be awesome. Yep. I would love that. And the other thing too, is it sounds like is that once you brought that person in with you, I feel when you do, I feel like communication is paramount because you need to discuss your clear expectations. So when you're working for a company, you're a leader, you're going to give your employee, your teams, their clear expectations of what you're expecting from them as a team member. If you're a business owner and you have somebody joining your team, you're going to say, Here's what my expectations are of the business. Here's the direction that I would like to go in. And here's what I need from you in order to help us get there. So I I think communication is, especially in business, we can't communicate enough. I think we can over communicate and that's okay. Yes. And what is also really paramount too, when you're communicating is understanding people's communication styles. Mm-hmm. Because just because I am visual, you may be an auditory learner. And right. so if I'm working together, I want to make sure that I know how you learn and you know how I learn so that we can be as most effective as possible. I love it. I love it. So like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the different, I heard a lot about virtual assistants and then I mm-hmm. came across you and I heard about OBM and I thought, okay, they sound the same, but I understand that they're different. So what is the difference between the two? Sure. So someone said this once, and and so I cannot take credit, but I absolutely loved it, and it's spot on. A virtual assistant takes tasks and executes, whereas an online business manager takes a vision and strategizes. So another way that you can look at it is... If you are the leader, which two of these options do you want? Neither are bad. It's just which one do you want? Do you want the first one where you are going to tell this person every day exactly what to do and they're going to check things off the list? That's great. Or do you want someone where you tell them what the problem is and then they go figure it out. They come back with, hey, here are your three different options. Which one do you want me to go do? And then they go do it and take care of it. One, you're figuring out the problem on your own. You're figuring out how they're going to do it. And you tell someone exactly what to go do. Mm. The other, you just tell them the problem. And it's just communicating into two different things, what exactly what you're looking for. But I love the difference. And it makes sense to me. One is task related. The other one is more vision. And I love the vision part because you're allowing the person 
to be a visionary and be innovative and come up with ideas as well. Whereas the other one is more task related. You're basically telling them, this is what I need. Here's the stuff I need you to do and do that. So I think both allow for a little bit of innovation, but it sounds like OBM allows for a little bit more innovation. Yes. And relief and yes, innovation. Yes, that's a great way of putting it, but also relief and added brain space for the CEO because they're not Mm. figuring out the problem anymore. Someone else is. Right. Ashley, if you could choose one word to describe yourself, what word would that be? Okay. This is interesting. First (laughs) thing that came to mind when you said that, which does not describe me as I, in my day-to-day life, because I do not feel this all the time, but was confident. I, that was the first word, but I don't feel that all the time. So even me saying that out loud makes me feel a little bit like an imposter. But then I looked up in on my wall. Are you familiar with a word cloud? What that is? Yeah. Okay. So it's something like you get a bunch of words and it, it pieces it all together. And the word that was put on there multiple times is bigger, bigger, right? right, right. So in one of the jobs that I had, they did that for me for my birthday. And the biggest word on the page was spunky. <laughs> One of those two would probably be my answer to that. I love those two. And they're, they're great words for you. I think they fit you wonderfully. I would probably add sociable as well. Oh, um, thank you. I, I think you are, like I said uh, in the intro, I, I meant it right from the get-go. No word of a lie. I, I'll remember it like yesterday. And it doesn't happen often. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it happen often. But I answered you. I said, hello. And you answered, hello, Andrew. It's like you were talking to an old friend that you hadn't spoken to in 20 (laughs) some odd years. And I loved that. I thought, wow, that is awesome. Like, not only did she take the time, because I know that day you were super, like, you had so much stuff going on and you took the time, you took 20 some odd minutes to chat with me, which, which I loved. And then... Not only that, but you sounded so excited to hear from me, which I loved. I just thought that was so great. I was like, wow, she's excited to hear from me and to talk to me. I I was thrilled uh, at that. So I I would say say sociable for sure. I love what you're doing here. I love the podcast. I think more people need to not only listen to it, but talk about these topics more. So thank Mm -hmm. you. You're very welcome. Any final thoughts today? Final thoughts would be um, really about figuring out what your zone of genius is and then exploring it. Like uh, all of the women who come to Prowess Project, they had no idea what the title of an online business manager was, but they knew that they were really good at organizing. They knew that they were really tech savvy. They knew that they were very, they were great communicators and great listeners. They knew that they were great at problem solving, but had Mm. no idea what career that could be. And so I would say that really focus on, Hey, what are these things that I love doing? List those out and then find Mm -hmm. a career that fits in that. I love that. And I love that because as an HR person, if I'm trying to help somebody find a new career, that's the first thing that I tell them, there's always going to be something about your job that you're not going to like. Totally. But I said, what I want you to do is to make a list of the things that you enjoy doing, the things that you love doing, the things that give you passion for your job. And then from there, when we're looking for work for them, 
we're going to look in the job descriptions and we're going to look for those things. And when you see those things, then you're like, oh, okay, that's on my list. I can, I can apply for that job and let's see what happens. So I think that is great that you mentioned that because I think it's important to have passion, but you have to remember that you're never going to have everything that you love about your job. You want to have majority of the things that you enjoy because we spend so much time working during the day. We have to enjoy what we're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're at work for such a long time. You really got to love what you're doing and it needs to make you feel good and productive. Absolutely. I wanted to take the time to thank you for coming on today. I really meant what I said. You such an inspirational and friendly, thoughtful, compassionate, authentic person. And I just, from the first second of a conversation with you on the phone, I just thought, wow, what a awesome person. And then I said to myself, I need to get this person on. I don't know what I got to do, but I need to have this person on. And when you automatically said, yes, no problem. I was thrilled to death that you would say yes. And I said, okay, let's I don't want to waste any time. Let's tape an episode and let's get her done. So thank you so thank you so much for coming on today and thank you for being open to having a conversation with me and having this conversation for people to listen to. I think it was an awesome and important conversation to have. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. I know that you have a lot of people that you want on the show and it just means the world that you took time to um, hear me and my story. And so thank you to all your listeners too. Wonderful. On behalf of myself and my guest, Ashley, I would like to thank you all for listening today. And until next time, be safe. And remember that if we all work together, we can accomplish anything. You have been listening to Let's Be Diverse with Andrew Stout. To stay up to date with future content, hit subscribe 